0: live coach H podcast. This is going to be a special one for me. The previous athletes, I got to sit down and interview. I didn't get to coach them in some type of a capacity. Even though I worked with Sam over the several summers, but, um, Nate Lopez is one of our best runners in state history. And I want to unpack a few things with Nate. Um, so like, you know, Nate, we can go back, but let's start for now. November 26th. As you know, the setting was the Northeast Invitational. And it was the uh, Champs Regional Cross-Country Championships. And as we discussed earlier, Massachusetts had a great showcase. Two, three, six. You were six overall. And the trio of yourself, Sam Bird, St. Paul Bergeron, made the state very proud with a gritty performance. Mm -hmm. And then um, you took your talents to San Diego Nationals. But I want to unpack some things because that wasn't your first national race. So when the first time I met Nate Lopez, we'll go back. Let's go back to USATF eighth grade national mile. Outdoors, you just Mm -hmm. won your first major invitational. You were considered one of the best eighth graders in America. How did that shape out your mentality moving forward in your running career?
1: Um, I think it was definitely like a good start. Um, seeing as eighth grade was only my second year running, um, I started in seventh grade. So I was still pretty new to it. But seeing a lot of success early on definitely helped me like stay mentally in the sport and um, just kind of going through that summer on the track and um, seeing the success that I could have really motivated me to continue into high school and um, gave me good confidence going against guys who were four years older than me um, as a freshman.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And, like, you kind of segued into my next question. Um, Did you come in... Um, with a sense of urgency or any pressure or expectations considering you're the eighth grade mile champion did you feel there was added pressure for you to deliver
1: uh I would say probably not because the jump in competition is so big from middle school to uh, high school since um in eighth grade you're kind of the top dog in middle school but then you kind of get reset to the bottom um, coming into high school. So um, I didn't put too much pressure on myself. And I just kind of went out there to see what I could do the first year of high school. And um, I think it went pretty well for me. And um, I gained definitely a lot of experience that year and just knowledge of how to race at the next level.
0: Um, why St. John's Prep? Why did you take your talents to St. John's prep? Your family moved from, I believe, West Roxbury to Linfield. Why did you choose the prep over any other school?
1: Um, So the prep just to me seemed, or to me and my family seemed like a great opportunity academically and um, on top of that came with good athletics. Um And I think we just saw that as a good opportunity. So we made the move um, starting my freshman year. And um, I really felt like a good part of the community and um, just stuck with it. And uh, the guys and all that on the team and just in the school overall are really good people. And um, it's a good environment, I think, for someone like me who's a developing student-athlete.
0: Leading into my next question, so correct. When you got on campus at the time I was there and um, we felt before you arrived that there were the pieces there to win a state title in cross country, how did the senior leadership of Noah Mooney, Connie Hughes and George Nico, Declan Sheen help you transition into your freshman year on cross country specifically? Um,
1: I- yeah, those guys were definitely a big part of uh, my transition into the high school scene. Um, I did a lot of, although I didn't race with them till really the later part of the season, um, one-year divisionals, uh, I did a lot of my training with them and workouts and all that. So uh, really just getting to know them and um, hearing their experiences and um, what they have taken from their career at that point. Uh, helped me kind of shape my view on all that, um, leading into kind of the bigger races, and um, and then we eventually teamed up uh, going into the divisional meet. Uh, when I I think that was my first race with the whole varsity squad, um, and we were able to pull out a win there, um, and that was definitely a big confidence booster going into the All-State meet the next week, and um, we weren't expected to win the next week, uh, even through the very end of the race. No one thought that we won, and uh, we, we were able to pull it off, even with Connor going down mid-race and having to improvise there, uh, mm-hmm. and after that. Um, as a freshman, I definitely didn't realize like how special that was, but... Seeing seeing those guys, um, like the way they reacted and all that definitely showed me that uh, they were excited and that it was something bigger than what I realized. And that's probably one of my like favorite moments from all of high school across country.
0: Oh, wow. You know, Nate, that's probably one of my favorite moments in the sport because of, like you said, we got to unpack that. The Wellesley team at that time was the team to beat. And um, our number four man was Conor Hughes. And Hughes goes down. Yeah. And we're like, oh, man. <laughs> but I'm happy because a kid that I had full confidence and faith in, Declan Sheen, Declan Sheen, just stepped up and had a great race. And when your seventh man can run like that, the prep with the dub. So I was very proud. The prep coaching staff was in mm-hmm. tears. Athletes in tears. I was proud of you guys. Yeah. Um, I felt in that capacity while I was at St. John's. I tried to do my best to serve you in the capacity that I could. And mm-hmm. this is just being honest. I felt that there was already a bunch of Executive chefs like Coach Boyle's the goat, right? Then you have yeah. big shout out to New England Elite. So you have the New England Elite coach, Coach Boyle, Coach Lankow. Everyone's giving you, I guess, guidance and feedback. Mm. How did you filter through, I guess, potential messages or advice coming from different people? Um. Because I just felt at that time, right, Um, for me, I felt it may have been a lot because um, you had so much success with New England Elite. And I guess I was trying to convince – not necessarily convince you, like, hey, man, you're with the right team, with the right group of guys. I just didn't know if the message was getting misconstrued. Did mm-hmm. having multiple coaches at that time – because? I felt that you're not necessarily your allegiance, but you won your first big one with the New England elite coach. So I felt that you trusted him. Right. And I felt that uh, the prep coaching staff had to earn your trust. Um, Can we unpack that a little bit?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, you're definitely right about pretty much all that. Kind of the transfer to, From the club to a high school running team was a little different because um, before high school I was only on the club and um, we didn't have a school team. Um, So at first I was definitely uh, a little worried about the switch and um, kind of the coaching styles of um, the prep because in high school there's definitely a big jump in kind of volume and uh, just what you're doing, um, overall. So at first I was a little kind of nervous to make that switch. And, um, I was still kind of jumping back and forth from, uh, the prep and club each day. Um, I would go to some of the club practices, even though I was part of the, team. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, compete in some of the club meets still. So I, yeah I was definitely torn between the two still and um it did take some convincing from the coaches to kind of stick with the prep um, I know at some points i was I would stay after practice and talk with the coaches about kind of what I believed in for training, which I had learned from club um and then they would kind of give me their idea of training based on their past with guys uh, like Steven, Tristan, um, all the talent that they've had in the past. Um, But I think after winning that first championship uh, with the prep um, in the cross-country season, that definitely gave me some good confidence in um, what they were doing and uh, what they had envisioned for me and the rest of the guys on the team. So um, after that, I'd say... Uh, I was a little more kind of harnessed towards their um, vision. But I guess in sophomore year, after kind of COVID and all that hit, we didn't have uh, the ideal seasons for track and cross country. So I did go back to the club for a little bit that year and uh, didn't do indoor with the prep very much. I think I did a couple meets. Um, but I think that's more just because of the circumstances, um, and then, uh, sophomore outdoor, I kinda, I just locked it in with the prep because, um, I thought there was a lot of kind of back and forth that was messing up my training in some ways. And, um, I wasn't seeing the exact results that I wanted, uh, when I was trying to do a little bit of both. Um, so I just decided I was gonna go all in with the prep and um, that outdoor season. I won the two mile state championship outdoors, and um, I think that was a really big kind of boost there for me um, in terms of where I was at with the school's training.
0: All right, so you got two of my questions. So I'm I'm gonna go back to your freshman year. And personally, yep. I was super excited because I'm like, I'm about to go to my first national meet. So in the back yep. of my mind, I'm like, all right, Nate's going to go for the freshman mile win, right? Nate's about to win the freshman mm-hmm. mile when we were discussing that national champion, in the freshman mile. And I was praying. I was like, he's going to run with the boys in a four-by-mile so we can put, you know, our four-by-mile on the line and then unfortunately like you said i remember like we were literally on the road getting ready to leave boston and we were looking at yeah. the news it is funny my wife uh new balance was like the end of march my wife may have told me mid-february like, probably like two three weeks before the shenanigans she's like i'm pregnant so I was like, "Oh wow!" <laughs> so I'm thinking about going to New York. Cause I'm like, "Oh, base, I gotta go to New York. Nate's about to win the window. like my first potential national is about to happen." I'm like, "I gotta go to New York," and that just never happened. And um, and he kind of goes into like my next series of questions of uh, basically, you know, we had the four by mile on on deck. You running the freshman mile, but then COVID hit. How did the pandemic affect you because you didn't have um, that indoor end of indoor season that we were hoping for and then everything shut down? How did that affect you mentally?
1: Yeah, um, I'd say there was definitely um, a lot of disappointment um, not being able to kind of finish out that freshman year the way I wanted to um, because of COVID. Um, and definitely, I mean, luckily I was a freshman. Um, I definitely felt for guys like Steven, Connor, um, Declan, and all the seniors who didn't realize that it was their last time in the prep Jersey, um, in the indoor season. Um, I know. But I'd say, um, I rebounded pretty quickly and, um, the club was definitely, a big help with that because we were able to put together um, an outdoor track season that year, Um, even though COVID was going on. We had a small group that would practice outdoors every other day of the week, and um, that definitely kept me in it mentally and um, training-wise, I was still getting in all the work, so um, I was grateful for the opportunities that the club provided throughout um, the pandemic and um then going into cross of sophomore year, we were still kind of going through the same stuff with COVID and all that, still keeping meets pretty limited. Um, but I think at the prep, um, they did a really good job of kind of getting us in at least a couple of days a week um, for some sort of practice and um, really giving us the opportunity to Um, perform at some of the meets that they held at um, Highland Park in Attleboro um, and all that. So I think that was kind of the worst part of the pandemic. And um, overall, I think um, the way I got through it with the club and the prep um, was really kind of good. And um, the coaches handled it very well. So um, I was grateful for all that. And then... um, as sophomore year began to progress uh things got a little looser and um i was able to kind of get back to my normal ways
0: um so yeah let's end on that sophomore year so sophomore year um a lot of people didn't know that uh your sophomore class specifically i was speaking to you guys we were beating it in the head like we had the pieces to win the state title And um, yeah, to watch you and Charlie and that deuce that day is one of my favorite moments. You won with the 903 and then you got to say in the back of my head, I'm like, all right, Nate's about to smash nine minutes. That's going to go into my next question. So sophomore year outdoor, we are the two mile state champion. And then it seems like junior year we had some hiccups. Let's get into that little injury. Um, I, I don't want to use the term you questioned yourself. I don't want to use the term self doubt, but you know, mm-hmm. I think where I'm trying to get it as, as athletes, I think kids can learn from this particular question because you had your high, right? Freshman year, yeah. sophomore year, then boom. I felt junior year was kind of like a low. How did you respond yeah. in all the adversity that felt like your junior year? Is it safe to say that was the year in high school you felt you felt with the most adversity? Could, is that safe yeah, to that, say, junior year? Yeah. And, and if you don't mind, what were the struggles that you were dealing with junior year?
1: Yeah. I mean, coming off uh, kind of that high of winning the state title and outdoor sophomore year and then, Um, I had a really good summer after that, um, kind of, I think I ran every day, uh, without any problems. So I was really confident in, um, kind of where I was and, um, I was feeling really good. And then, um, I know at one point I had kind of strained some part of, like some part of my back or something when I was doing like weight training, um which didn't last too long, but kind of, I think, spiraled into me missing some parts of my training and strength training because I was trying to lay off of it and then um, developing into more of, like, an IT band um, sort of injury or um, discomfort, which um, held me out for, a good portion of the season. Um, I had tried to run through it for a couple of weeks at the early point in the season through like the Manhattan invite. Um, and then eventually it got to a point where it was too much and I wasn't really getting enough training and it wasn't worth it to run anymore. Um, so I took a little bit of time to just reset and, um, built my way back up in the five-ish weeks um, before the state championship um, because I really wanted to be able to get on the line with um, all the guys who were on the team at the time and um, really just put my best foot forward for them to try and get that second title. Um, So we ended up taking it pretty slow and building up uh, back to the end of the cross season and um, I was able to kind of lead the team with uh, Charlie at the front and uh, score some low points for the guys, and we were able to get the team win there. But um, there was definitely a good amount of disappointment um, with just the way that that season went, um, not being as fit or healthy as I wanted to be. And um, I got ninth or something at regionals, which was... Definitely not what I wanted and um, Mm -hmm. seeing what Sam was able to do and um, seeing that he was able to qualify for the national meet was definitely tough um, because I think I was on track to do that at the beginning of the season and then things just kind of derailed and I wasn't able to do it, but um, I was doing better at the time, but then... um, I developed a stress reaction in my shin kind of between or at the end of cross um, during like that last week getting ready for regionals, which then carried into the winter season where I ended up just taking all of December off of running um, because um, I didn't want to have that reaction develop into a fracture in my shin, so... Uh, We just decided to take it safe, Um, and I took all of December to just kind of bike and swim um, and keep all the pressure off of that, Um, and then kind of starting the new year, um, I was definitely, this was probably my lowest point of the year because I was at essentially zero um, running-wise, and um, I was... Kind of faced with the challenge of getting back not only to kind of where i was at the end of sophomore year but then also trying to improve um and kind of match guys like sam and um everyone else who was doing really well at the time um and it was definitely a long process i took a lot of indoor to just kind of build up and um very slowly um got there um even though it was pretty long because after not running for a month everything sore after like a 10 minute run and um yeah I was definitely struggling to get back but by the end of indoor season I was at I don't know 30 miles a week and just a lot of easy running um I was running well I was running mid 420s for the mile off of just kind of easy running every day and um, I was able to compete so it was definitely a step in the right direction and then uh, we really just took March to we skipped nationals um, in March and just trained through the whole month to really bump up the training and I got up to about 50 a week which was um, probably my peak for the rest of the outdoor season because we just wanted to be Uh, a little safe and make sure I was going to stay healthy. So we stayed around there and then I was able to get a lot of good workouts in and kind of refined my, um, like my fitness from the year before and um, definitely a lot of confidence um, being able to really finish runs and finish big workouts without uh, a lot of pain or any distress at all. So Um, going into that postseason and being able to come out with a win at the state meet again even though I know Sam was dealing with a little injury and not getting a lot in um, it was definitely still a confidence booster to get that win um, and see that I was on the way up um, from where I had been before Um, but yeah that was kind of the journey that it took and Um, I'd say more stressful than like the training and all that itself was also like the college process and the fact that after sophomore year I was pretty highly recruited by um, pretty much all the top teams in the country and um, I had my options pretty much laid out for me um, as long as I could kind of hold together a another good season, um, in junior year, uh, that kind of slipped away from me, uh, after being injured for so long. And, um, it was definitely harder to get over that fact than, um, being in the physical, uh, area that I was in and, uh, recovering from that. So all that together was definitely, uh, the hard part, but I think, Um, those kind of failures and the way that I got up from them are things that really shape like who I've been this past season and um, throughout the summer. And uh, I think I'm in a really good spot now and uh, a lot of confidence seeing that I've gotten past that.
0: Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with it. Um, Obviously, I wasn't around at the time always with you Nate you know I'm always with you you're my guy um yeah but I just felt um I was like I last year outdoors I was like oh nine minutes is getting smashed we have too many boys here that are super talented we're gonna probably watch one of the best two mile races ever and I still think that's going to happen that's down the road but you got you kind of led into my next series of questions was um What I got, yeah, it was 9.06, but it was still the win. Like, you ran 9.03 as a sophomore for the dub, 9.06 as a junior. I didn't really look at the time, per se. I just think I felt what I took away from knowing you, I was like, Mm. he got it back up here. Like, he went for the win. Yeah, Yeah, other kids were fast, but at that level, a win is a win. And you were the Mm -hmm. back-to-back two-mile champion. So I was very proud for you in that moment. And then you led into my next question. My main man, the Olympian, Kevin Sullivan. Mm -hmm. Coach Sullivan was an amazing competitor himself. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that Coach Sullivan still had you in here and here. After what happened Mm -hmm. junior year. Can we talk about why go blue? Why Michigan? Why Coach Sullivan? What did he do that for you and the Lopez family felt like, yeah, I'm going here?
1: Yeah. um, So, actually, I started talking to Coach Sullivan pretty late, um, probably mid-summer, early summer, Um, so this was a little bit after um, all the injuries and kind of after I had made my way back. Um, and he was, I still talked to him about, um, kind of how junior year went. He was very understanding of, um, kind of what happened and, um, understood that that's just kind of what happens sometimes. And, um, there's not sometimes a whole lot that you can do about it. Um, and that was something that, um, I was really kind of appreciative to hear and, um, was a good sign because I think um, going through the ups and downs of junior year showed me that um, some schools uh, may just uh, write you off because of um, an injury or a setback. And um, I feel like those are the kinds of schools that I wouldn't really want to be a part of. And I think it kind of narrowed it down for me because Um, realistically in college there's a higher chance of you having a setback than not at some point and um, I want to be somewhere where they're really gonna kind of back me up and um, help me through that as opposed to just kind of throw me to the side and take the next guy so um, seeing that coach Sullivan was really kind of supportive of my journey back was something big for me and um, I then took the visit out to Michigan and um got to spend a couple of days out there with guys like Kyler and Miles from Massachusetts and yep. all the other guys on the team and um that was definitely a team that I felt like I gelled with really well and um the school is an amazing school academically, athletically and just um just the area is somewhere that I feel like is somewhere that I really like. And um, I think it just felt like kind of home to me after I returned to from the trip and looked back on it. So we decided on Michigan as um, a good place for me to kind of get the most out of my academics and athletic opportunities.
0: Mm-hmm. You will. You will definitely push there. And Coach Sullivan is one of the GOATs, an amazing coach, an amazing athlete himself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Um, that coach didn't give up on you, you know? Um, mm-hmm. This is not an opportunity to throw colleges under the bus, but I seen that um, I actually had to give Sam Burgess the same speech. I didn't tell Sam, I said, Sam, like when you look at the football players and the basketball players, they're getting NLIs, right? What You, you and Nate are like yeah. the best basketball, equivalently the best basketball player. Big shout-out to Jonelle, but there's no difference. Yeah, The best is the best. The way people treat Jonelle is not the way they treat you two. Right? Jonelle's the best. Yeah. But, like, these guys, like, kind of, like, wrote you and Sam off some of these schools. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not, you're not writing off 903 and some nine-minute guys. Not from my state. So I gave Sam the same speech. And I'm glad that you guys ended up going to schools that appreciated who you are and saw your resiliency in your upside as a student first and an athlete. So I'm very happy that coach Sullivan saw through that. Um So these are some of the questions that now you do know, because I already went through them with the other guys. So now we've went through the whirlwind of junior year. It's senior year. Yeah. You're at VCP on November 26. You've just punched your yeah. tickets to Natty's. Let's talk about that. Because now, uh, now everyone has heard your journey, the trials and errors, the adversity. And then now you know you're going back to Nationals. Let's talk about that. What was that feeling like yeah. at VCP?
1: Yeah. Um, definitely a feeling that... I'll probably never forget. Um just because of kind of where I came from junior year and then um I worked really hard over the summer with guys like Paul and um unfortunately Sam was Hurt. like he said dealing with a little bit of setbacks. Um but he did come out for a run or two and um we kept some contact over the summer and um but I just worked really hard over the summer and throughout the season and did a whole lot of running with, um, Paul. And we talked about kind of the idea of making it there together. And, um, we were hoping that Sam would get back to where he was so that we could go as all three of us. Um, and then kind of to finish out the, um, the regular season and the, um, state postseason. Uh, with some good performances and um seeing that I was pretty close to those guys um definitely gave me confidence and we we met up at the all state meet uh, at, like the awards and said we were all going the next week to van Cortland and um that we were excited to uh make it as a trio um <laughs> hopefully so um they kind of. To line up with them at Van Corland and then um, go through the race and uh, coming down the last stretch, knowing that all three of us had made it, um, was definitely a really good feeling. And um, just knowing that I was gonna go to nationals again for the first time in a while and with some of my best friends from the running community was gotta love definitely it. A really special. Moment.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I had just, you know, my birthday is November 27th. So I was pre-birthday shenanigans. And when the Texans were coming in, I was like, no way. No way. All three made it. I was so happy. Happy dude, man. I'm very happy. Um, I mm-hmm. think you touched on it a little bit. So it was your first national trip since eighth grade, per se now you're back at San Diego. What did you specifically take from being in San Diego at the National Meet? What did you take back from that experience?
1: Yeah. um, So I'd say I didn't have the race that I would have liked to. Um, I know Sam and Paul had uh, pretty good days. I think they were Definitely happy with how they performed. Um, they were both All American and um, had good runs. Um, I was twenty nine and um, I didn't, I'd say I didn't feel my greatest on the day, um, but I think kind of what I really did wrong was just put myself out of it um, right at the beginning. And um, mm. I'd say, probably doing what Sam did uh the year before which he definitely learned from um this year and I was out in maybe second or last second to last or last um through like the 800 mark so um I was definitely looking back on it and thinking that I should have just I mean it's senior year I'm already kind of committed to a college there's no risk of um, if I fail, so I'd say the biggest thing looking back on it was that I was probably a little too complacent,
0: uh, hesitant, a little like bit. Right yeah, because yeah, too. And I came in. I'm like, where is with- where is Nate? I'm looking at the screen. I'm actually with Priyanka and I think Caroline Collins. I think we're at the Speed Classic of Winterfest. They come up to me like, coach, it's on. I'm yeah. streaming. First K goes by. I'm like, all right, there's Nate. Wait, why is Nate back there? Like, I'm screaming at the school. Nate, you got to get up there. But, hey, it's all worth it. It's the experience that matters. And for all those kids that did potentially beat you that day, they better look out because we're coming for their heads real yeah. soon. And yeah, we have man, another so four much. years. Yeah. Those guys are in trouble. The next time. Yeah, those guys are in trouble. Um, I got so much time left, I gotta get back to my desk, but um, New York bestseller, New York Times is gonna write a book, the best authors in America sat down with Nate Lopez. And they're gonna write a book about your high school career. Mm -hmm what is the title of the book called? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, see, I try not to think about it too much, but i <laughs> kind of even with Sam. I know. I'd say... Um, I'd say a decent one would be sort of falling towards success. Um, That'd be the title. I think that kind of outlines my view of um, like you have to go through some sort of failure or um, some sort of setback in order to learn how to be better at what you do. Um, And I think that's something that I've gone through uh, last year and in the past before. And um, definitely something I think about a lot is um, like the, the big, failures or disappointments that I've, um, kind of overcome and Mm -hmm. stepped up from, um, where I am now. And, um, uh, I've learned a lot from kind of all of that. And I put it into what I do every day now. And, um, it's definitely shown a lot of success thus far. And I think there'll definitely be more disappointments or underperformances in the future. But, um, I think there'll be also even greater achievements and successes that come with that.
0: Comes with it. It comes with it. I agree with you a hundred percent. I've been putting this energy out there. I believe we're going to see the greatest two mile race potentially in Massachusetts history. We just missed it last year. Yeah. But you know I'm rooting for it this year. Um, I'm thinking four to five mm-hmm. guys sub. Like, 90, like, 906 won it last year. 903, like, I don't think 903 can win it this year. If it does, it does. It's, it's a tactful race. But I like you, yeah. Ryan Sarney, Sam Burgess, uh, Paul. And I would like mm-hmm. Aiden to jump into that mix. I think that'd be a good race. I could, we could potentially see five boys break the nine minute barrier. I don't think Massachusetts has ever seen that. So, um, that's a little preview, ladies and gentlemen, and hopefully that we can see that. Um, two questions before I wrap it up. Why is it important Mm -hmm. for someone to be subscribing or following coach H dot life?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, Coach H is um, a very um, influential figure, in my opinion, to the whole Massachusetts um, running community. And um, I know since I was a freshman until now um, and going forward, uh, you're definitely someone that I look forward to seeing at all the meets and um, just in general around the community and I know a lot of people are very excited to see you at meets. They're like, hey, that's Coach H. He's kind of that guy around here. And and I definitely think that um, some of the things you do for the community are very important as well to follow. Um, I know I showed up to uh, one of the meets that you held in Boston at um, Franklin Park in the stadium. And um, I think to kind of see what you were putting on there for all the younger kids who are kind of getting into the sport is definitely something that's, um, inspiring and to see kind of your intentions for the community are very, um, good to see for the future. And, um, I think a lot of people can learn from what you do for, uh, the Massachusetts running
0: community. Um, my, we talked about it. My two favorite Nate Lopez moments I'm gonna go um, indoor freshman, fresh sophomore meet. Your first mile, like our first like execution mm-hmm. win. I, I love that. And then, um, yeah, like I felt. Uh, I want to say, was it maybe coaches? I don't know what it was like, but the meet before, I watched you and Charlie cruise the 4:38 first mile, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. These guys can win it. <laughs> and then the next week, 903 for the dub. So I was like, that's my favorite Nate Lopez moment. And then that's individually. And then yeah. I definitely um I gotta say your 906 from what I knew what was going on up here and in here to see you conquer those demons. That might be probably my favorite moment because mm-hmm. I knew. You had your back against your wall, and I saw, like, that was your first, like, adversity, and you handled it well. In short, well, can I ask, what is your favorite moment between you and I over the years? What was your favorite Coach H moment? Because we've had a few. Yeah. I got to
1: think. I know. I guess... This wasn't like a crazy moment, but um, I was watching through kind of like old uh, videos from Bay State and interviews um, the other day, and I saw, I'm guessing this was our first interview together. It was freshman.
0: Oh, oh, um,
1: um, Franklin Park. I think the
0: CMI. You won CMI, right?
1: Yeah, I think. So. I think we'll see you. Um, yeah. oh, wow. that, was that was like my first experience with you, um, and looking back on it, it was um, something that I just thought was pretty cool. And um, from there, we kind of built uh, our relationship up to now. So I think it was just cool to look back at kind of where it started.
0: Wow, I appreciate that. Oh man, Nate, I got to get back to the desk um uh, my day my day job i'm the office manager for boston public schools i take mm-hmm. care of all the teachers benefits so today was my only day of work yeah. this week because i had holiday challenge on tuesday distance classic yesterday so i'm gonna get back to the job take care of our teachers but nay it was it's been a pleasure yeah. truly truly a pleasure and um it's people like you I get to use um, as a point of reference and people like you, Sam and Paul, when the world we thought was caving in in 2020, I knew the world was in good hands. Cause I knew that people like you were coming. You, Charlie, Paul, Lovett, mm-hmm. Felix, all the kids that I knew at St. John's Prep, kids that worked really, really hard. So despite what was going on in our country, domestically, internationally. I knew there was a set of group of kids that worked really, really hard. Cause I saw you guys every day work really, really hard. So I believe that our country's in good hands. And, um, you know, I just wanted you to know you're one of my favorite athletes that I've ever coached and I've had an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I can say that I've, I've coached Nate Lopez. It's something that I'll be able to tell my son. So, Nate, has been a pleasure. Tell your parents happy holidays. Give Coach Boyle a big hug for me. And I will be seeing you, Uh, what, probably D- state relays? Yeah, state, yeah, state, yeah, state relays. State relays? I mean, Paul, you. We might. We, we might. Island.
1: DMR. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, they got the pieces. Maybe Aliberty in the 400. Dylan, maybe. We'll see. I'm just trying yeah. to think who would run the eight. Paczynski? Yeah, we're going to
1: try. Maybe Paczynski. Yeah. yeah. We're going to try and put something together, and um, hopefully we can give Westford a good run.
0: Oh, it's going to come down to the anchor. It doesn't matter. The four and the eight can be, you know. Kid runs two flat, kid runs two flat, some runs 51, some runs 51. It's going to come down to the 12 and the anchor, which both of you teams have good 12 and anchors. Give the guys special shout-out, your parents special shout-out. Nate, I appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, we're wrapping up. We are live, Coach H, with one of the best athletes in our state history. Nate Lopez, he'll be taking his town to University of Michigan. We're looking forward to seeing Nate in that two-mile championships NBI. And hopefully Coach H will be in the building on a special, special VIP access because New Balance is coming to Boston. And there should be no reason why that the national meet is in my backyard and I'm not there. In any type of capacity, we have some things in the work. We'll we'll see real soon what happens. But Nate, it's always been a pleasure. Talk to you soon. Peace. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Always. Peace. All right. Let me